Hi, my name is Barb Nangle. I'm the founder of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. This is episode 53, Focus on What You Can Control. This week, I'm going to cover the concept of the circle of concern versus the circle of control. I believe this concept originally came from Stephen Covey, and I hope that you've been able to look at the graphic I adapted from Covey's original, either on Instagram or on the podcast cover. It will be really helpful to visualize this, especially if you're a visual learner. It's a fantastic topic at this particular time during COVID-19, as well as a great topic for people in recovery, because one of the issues that people in recovery struggle with most is control. The serenity prayer helps us to get clarity on what we can and cannot control. In other words, the boundary between what is mine and what is not mine. Covey's notion of the circle of concern versus the circle of control is really helpful here. So I'm adapting his idea for the current situation, though it would be useful under any circumstances. I know a number of people are extremely agitated about things that they can't control. And I'm taking this time to remind us of what's within our control and what's not. One of the distinctions that is made in my recovery circle is the difference between being a reactor and an actor in one's life. People who are reactors have large circles of concern and small circles of control. They spend a lot of their time and energy reacting to issues they can't control. They spend a lot of their time in that outer circle of concern rather than in the inner circle of control. Whereas reactors have a small circle of concern and a very large circle of control. They spend a lot of time and energy focused on issues that are within their control or what we often hear in recovery is what's inside their hula hoop. If you have found yourself being a reactor rather than an actor during this time of the global pandemic and the quarantine, even if it's not something you normally do, then you're probably focusing on your circle of concern rather than your circle of control. What goes into the circle of concern is basically people, places, and things other than yourself. A good example is if you're getting pissed off about how officials are acting, what they're saying or not saying, what they're doing or not doing, that is in your circle of concern, not your circle of control. If you're focused on the global economy, the future, what's going to happen after the quarantine lifts, then you're being a reactor rather than an actor, which is usually anxiety provoking and might even paralyze you from taking action. If you're focused on what other people think of you, whether they agree with the safety precautions that you're taking or not taking, or you think that they think that you're stupid because you're still going out into the world for work, that is in your circle of concern, not your circle of control. If you're focused on what the media is doing, what the toilet paper supply chain problem is and why we can't get the toilet paper from the commercial market to the consumer market, or what the food supply is going to be, then you're probably in a state of anxiety. You don't have to live like that. 
And you don't have to be focused on the circle of concern. You can switch your focus to the circle of control. These are things like your thoughts, your attitudes, behaviors, and belief in regard to the things you can control in the current climate, or actually in regard to anything. These include things like when you're going to respond to others when they contact you, or whether you're going to respond at all. If you're getting all upset because somebody won't stop texting you or won't stop calling you, that's on you. Other people's behavior is in your circle of concern, not your circle of control. Your behavior is in your circle of control. You can silence your phone. You can put your phone down. You do not have to respond. That was actually news to me when I first came into recovery. I felt like I absolutely had to respond to people. I was compelled And it was really difficult for me to stop that process, but it is possible. In fact, right now, I'm giving you permission. You do not have to respond unless and until you're ready. If it's causing you anxiety or resentment, then don't do it. Now, there will be consequences to your actions, to be sure, but you get to decide what those consequences mean to you. If it would be a hundred times worse for you to avoid calls for a while than it would be to pick up the phone, then, and you decide to pick up the phone, then that is a choice you are making. It is not on the other person. It is not their responsibility. It's yours. And your reaction is yours as well. It may not feel like it's yours. It may not feel like it's a choice, but it is. I am living proof that you can actually change when and whether to respond to people and how you manage your response to that. It may be a difficult journey, but we train people how to treat us. And you may need to retrain your people. But trust me, it's possible. Another thing that's within your control is what kind of recreational activities you're spending your time on. There's all kinds of things you can do, whether they're online or outdoors or in your house. You can play board games, go bike riding, go for walks, build puzzles, cook, do arts and crafts, build things, garden, tinker, whatever it is you want to do. You are in charge of structuring your time and other people are not. Even if you have a work schedule, you don't actually have to participate in that. Yes, you might get fired if you don't, but that's a choice you're making. It may not feel like a choice. It may feel like a really shitty choice, but it is a choice. And I know that for me, When I feel like I'm making a choice about something, it feels much better than like I have to do something. You can also focus on where you're spending your money, whether you're not affected at all financially by the global pandemic or whether you're financially devastated by it. The amount of money that you do have is within your purview to decide how you're going to spend it or not spend it. 
the amount of information and news and the sources of information and news that you're choosing to gather information from are also up to you. I've talked to so many people who've said, I finally had to turn the news off. I just couldn't tolerate it. I personally don't listen to the news, but I do get information about what's going on from credible sources. And I limit my exposure to that information. Otherwise, it's anxiety provoking for me. It's also up to you what safety precautions you are taking or not taking. Are you washing your hands regularly and thoroughly? If you have to go out in public for groceries, are you wearing gloves and wearing a mask, staying six feet away from people? You're also in charge of who you stay connected with during this time. If there are people that give you energy and make you feel loved, then make sure you're staying connected with those people. And if there are people who are toxic and drain your energy and are anxiety provoking, then spend less or no time with those people. These are all within your circle of control, as is your attitude. If you decide this is the end of the world, then it's going to feel like the end of the world for you. But if you decide that you can take this opportunity as a restart for your life or the world gets an opportunity for a restart, then your day-to-day life is going to be a lot better because what you focus on gets magnified. If you're always looking for disaster, you're going to find it. And if you're always looking for good things, you're going to find them. If you look for the silver lining, you can always find it. If you look for the helpers, you will always find them. But if you always look for the destroyers, you will find them too. You get to decide where you're going to focus your attention. Will it be on your circle of concern or your circle of control? Are you going to be a reactor and probably live with anxiety and tension and discomfort? Or are you going to be an actor and focus on the things you can control, like your attitudes, behaviors, thoughts, beliefs, how you spend your time, who you connect with, sources of information, how much you're sleeping, how much you're playing and working. So I encourage you to move out of the circle of concern and into the circle of control. You'll be much more happy, joyous, and free if you do. Peace to you all, my friends. That's it for today. If you like what you've heard here, then you just might be interested in private coaching with me. If that sounds like you, head on over to my website, which is higherpowercoachingandconsulting.com and click on the contact menu. I'd be happy to schedule a consultation with you to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change, but I'll coach anyone who wants to be happy, joyous, and free. So if that's you, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe so you can be sure to get future episodes of my podcast. Thanks again. Thanks again.